Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome to the Pope Prep Coaches Show. I'm Kyle Reynolds, joined by Coach Brian Sneed. Coach, Friday night was another tough one. This gauntlet that you've hit in these first three weeks has been something a lot of teams don't see. And it certainly has not gotten any easier. But talk about Friday night. Talk about the onside kick and how that came about to start the game because you got some momentum early. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the idea behind that. How can we create some positive momentum early in the game, um, give our guys a little bit of a spark after a tough couple of weeks. And it wasn't something that was planned. Um, you know, we always we practice it just in case we need it. Um, Will have been kicking them well all week. Um, and I felt like, you know, this would be a good chance for us to, to see if we can capture that momentum to start the game, which um, our Will Arbrook will kick a perfect onside kick, bounce perfectly. Uh, Jackson Bonnehart down the sideline was able to get it, bounce right into his hands. And, and then we're able to go down and score and take the lead in three plays, um, which, was a, which was a good start for us. And, you know, something that we needed some, some positive momentum to, to start it off. When you, when you kick an onside kick like that, how much thought process goes into that? I mean, is it something that you're deciding at the moment? Is it something going into it? You go, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to do this. How, how much of that is talked about with coaches? Is there a feel if a coach comes to you and your special team says, hey, let's, let's give this a go, you roll with it? <laughs> Usually the more people you involve in the decision, the less likely you are to do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, we, we practice it every week. We, we kind of have an idea of where we, can, uh, where we can attempt it if we want to use it, depending on uh, who we're playing. And so we had an idea of kind of where we wanted to kick it if we needed it. Um, I kind of mentioned to, to Will Arbuckle, right before we went out and said, hey, if it's there, what do you think? And he was a little hesitant at first. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just go see. And, uh, and we went out there, we lined up. Um, the formation that they lined up in was, was beneficial to us being able to attempt it. So I decided to roll the dice and, and go for it. Um, Coach Park was a little frustrated with me uh, because he had no idea that we were on offense to start the game after kicking off. Uh, um, but you know, obviously, we, anytime we can get out of the ball, that's a good start for us. One of the things that impressed me most on Friday night, and I know it was a tough first half, people talk about halftime adjustments or what you say to your team at halftime, but I felt the momentum on the sideline when the team came out in the second half, they were playing like a team that was not behind. You know, they were fighting for each other. There was a positive energy out there. How important was that, especially looking at what you've got going on the rest of the season when the schedule does ease up just a bit? Well, the, uh, you know, CPA is the, one of the best teams in our region. They're the best team in this region year in and year out. Been to multiple state championship games. Been to, uh, won multiple state championships. So, you know, we, we told them, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to get better from this game, whether we come out on top or whether we struggle with it. Um, we're either going to find out that we're one of the best regions in the team or best teams in the region, or we're going to find out where we are compared to that. Um, so at halftime, you know, we were down a good amount and we decided we have a decision to make. Um, we can continue to improve and get better and see if we can continue to compete. Um, or, you know, if we, if we don't do that, you're, you're setting yourself up for later on down the line, making it easier to just kind of give up in, in tough, uh, adverse situations. So I think our guys responded well. 
um, you know, we got to find a way to not put ourselves in, the, in that hole to begin sure. with, and that's what we struggled with these first few weeks with some some quality opponents. I mean, our the combined record of our opponents right now, I think, is seven or eight and one. Um, you know, so these are some good teams that we played against. Um, and you say the schedule eases up, but I mean. It, a little division, bit, just a little bit. I didn't two, say a lot. Division two football is <laughs> yes. is you know is not is not an easy uh, an easy region any any week. So we have a big region opponent this week with Webb. Um, you know that that's a game that we're we're going to need to play well and and be able to uh, you know get our first region win hopefully. Talk a little bit about the change on offensive philosophy. You go from the last few years here to no huddle. You've been going up there, going to the line, calling the plays of the line, and for the first time in a while, we saw the team huddle up on Friday night. Yeah, so that was, you know, we're a young team, um, you know, a freshman quarterback in there. We have uh, several new starters on the offensive line, and so, you know, after after the start that we've had, we decided to, you know, give those guys a chance to reset in the huddle, kind of talk to each other. Um, you know, the way that we communicate in our no huddle is, you know, we're up on the line, we're communicating calls of the line. Uh, offensive linemen uh, particularly only have a couple seconds to diagnose what the defensive front is, um, where they're supposed to be blocking, who they're supposed to be blocking. Um, so we want to give them a little bit more time to kind of reset, talk to each other, make sure everyone's on the same page. Um, our, our biggest issue right now has been inconsistency in um, executing properly. So, you know, we've seen a couple plays the last couple weeks when we execute well, we were able to, to move the football and and so we, we thought that would help with our with our execution, which you know we opened up the, the game with a with a three play scoring drive, and um, you know was able to move the ball a little bit here and there. So I, I think it I think it helped. I think we're going to continue to stick with it and, and mix in a little bit of the no huddle um, as as the season progresses and kind of do a mixture of both going forward. A name Friday night that we heard called a lot by Eddie Vaughn up in the press box, Jackson Vonderhaar, one catch, 18 yards. Five tackles, two were for loss. Talk a little bit about what that young man has done this season for you, not only that Friday night, but for the first three games of the season. Yeah, so he, he provides a spark. I mean, he's a, he plays both sides of the ball. He plays uh, quite a bit of special teams. Um, you know, he, he made tackles on special teams. He's, he's making tackles in the backfield. He, he makes big catches, onside kick uh, to open the game, open up the game on the recovery. Um, so he's just able to, to do a lot of things for a football team. And, um, you saw earlier in the season where he's, he's making a big catch down the sideline, kind of toe-tapping it on the, on the sure. line to, to kind of put us in a scoring position. Um, so he's a guy that we're, we look to when we need to, uh, we need to make a play. And, you know, he and Elijah Robb and, and those guys are guys that are going to have to step up offensively and then Jackson defensively to, to keep us where we need to be. Well, now it's my favorite part because it's the time when I learn something. We're going to step over and break down some plays. Actually, we as he is going to break down some plays and watch uh, a little bit about what happened on Friday night and some of the things that we did well. All right, we're going to start with the onside kick. Coach, take it away here. So opening opening uh, kickoff of the game, um, you know, again, like we mentioned before, we, we, we always have an onside kick ready uh, just in case we need it. You know, this was a decision. We wanted to see how they lined up. Um, they had a lot of space on the sideline. Will had been kicking them great all week. Uh, so we decided to, to take a chance at it to try to create some momentum. Um, you can see, you know, Will did a good job disguising it here. Um, Jackson Bonnerhar stays down the sideline and the kick bounces right up into his arms. You know, we get the ball on the, on the plus 42 to, to start the game. So 
now we got the ball here, so you know, good start to to, to the game. Uh, we come out in a, our, our formation here. We call it 12 personnel again. 12 personnel means we got one running back and two tight ends, so two receivers split up top. Um, again, looking at the numbers, we got seven guys: our five offensive linemen and our two tight ends to block. And so we're trying to block one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You can see this shadow right here. There's a corner kind of off the screen right here that we're not counting as in the box right now. Um, so our first run, we're going to see if we can test R7 versus R7. Um, and you can see this corner comes down hard. So he's actually, you know, we probably should have been counting him in the box right there. We were expecting him to kind of be, be out a little bit. Um, so we actually don't have any to, anybody to block that guy. Um, so Coach Park does a great job on our next play. Now we got second and long. We're in a similar similar formation here. Now our, both our tight ends are on the same side, but but similar formation with our 12 personnel. And so Coach Park, again, expecting this corner to kind of be in the box. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to play action. We're going to pull our guard to the right to kind of get these linebackers to uh, to flow with the, the run game, um, and then we're going to boot out of it um, and have our quarterback on the run boot out, and you'll see Jackson Bonnerhar again have a deep out route that we're able to connect on and, and get a first down. So there's the pull to kind of influence the linebackers. There's the out route out there by Bonnerhar, and then our, our quarterback Hudson Holman does a good job. So again, uh, Jarius Jones is pulling, and you'll see this influences the linebackers away from where we're trying to throw the ball. It kind of slides in, that opens up a lot of space out to the field, and we're able to connect for about a 15, 16 yard gain right there. So good job on the first down. Good job by Coach Park, our offensive staff, of recognizing the, the numbers in the box, uh, recognizing where the space was, and, and able to go here. Okay, on this play, same same formation. So we've stuck with the same formation the, the first three plays. Twelve personnel, two tight ends, one running back. Um, we're running the ball here to the left. All right, so we're not going to count this guy in the box since he's a little bit widened out to defend our, our receiver. All right, so we have seven in the box. They have one, two, three, four, five, six. Now we're counting this guy as the seven. So we got seven on seven. And as long as we can execute and sustain our blocks, we should be able to have a good running play here. Again, we're running into the boundary. All right, we call this play a pin and pull. So we got two guys pulling. And Eliza does a good job of getting into the end zone. So what we're looking at here, um, we're going to have a good double team right here. Our tight end, um, Xander Palmer, is going to get up to the corner. We're going to have our center pull and kick out this end, and then they do a good job communicating which guy should pull. It should either be our guard pulling or our tackle pulling, depending on where this defensive end is lined up. All right, so we're going to end up pulling our tackle. He's going to be able to wrap around um, and, and get up in the hole there and open up that lane. So that's uh, Drew Price pulling and kicking out on the first puller, and then Thomas Ajak wrapping and, and pulling for the linebacker for number 13. Our tackle wraps for that linebacker and opens up a nice seam for Elijah uh, for an opening score. A good 23-yard run right there, um, and, and they'll put us on the lead. Um, so we're we're able to capture the lead. A good three-play drive, um, quick scoring drive, and a good way to start off the game. Excellent. When we come back, we're going to sit down with our middle school football coach Dave Ewell. So Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. 
and I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing, so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clawson Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment. It was very professional. It was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Welcome back. We have switched coaches now. We are joined by a man that wears many hats here at school, middle school athletic director, as well as middle school head football coach, David Ewell. Coach Ewell, welcome, and tell us a little bit about your background and where you came from and things like that. Well, absolutely, Kyle. I appreciate you having me on. Um, lived in Chicago with my, my wife, Kristen, and our two boys for almost 20 years. And then, um, long story short, COVID hits, and we were just looking for a change. And, um, yeah, ended up in just north of beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, and um, just found the Pope community and really loved the small Catholic um, you know, values that, that Pope stands for and, and really wanted to be part of it. So um, could not be happier with our decision. Um, wish we would have done it five years previous, but... Um, just thrilled to be here. Um, myself, I was in corporate sales for the last 12 years or so. Um, was always, you know, I was an education major in college and always had the, the desire to get back in education. And in the spring, um, the opportunity arose here at Pope to, to teach biology on a long-term substitute um, plan. So I, I did that and just, just loved being back in education. Loved being back in the classroom and just loved being with students every day. Um, and then, yeah, kind of one thing led to another, and then uh, we created a middle school athletic, athletic director position, which I was fortunate, fortunate enough to, to land that. And, um, yeah, just loved, like I said, loved coming to school, working with our student athletes, and um, helping them succeed and, and grow. And, and, you know, on the football side, just learn about the game and try to build our middle school program and just get better every day. So, you know, our eighth graders next year, um, as freshmen, can, can really step into the high school program and hopefully contribute from day one. So. Talk a little bit about that challenge, particularly getting kids ready because you do have that middle school. You are the first first line for these kids when they come to school to teach them the Pope way and how to get there. And how is that transition with coaches, with the high school coaches? I see you on the sidelines there in the high school games. But talk a little bit about that transition of getting those kids ready, game ready, so that when they come in freshman year, they kind of know how to play already. Absolutely, Kyle. Um, you know, a lot of our kids, it's, they're playing tackle football for the first time, so it's just you know, a lot of fundamentals, a lot of, you know, just the basic things, doing them over and over and over again, just to, to teach them the right way to tackle, to block, um, to do it in a safe way. Um, you know, some of our kids have previous tackle football experience, so, you know, we're bringing together kids from a lot of different backgrounds and areas, and, and like you said, teaching them the Pope way, how we do things, you know, teaching them our values, um, the things that we hold dear, the things we want to strive for every day. 
Um, you know, we have a different value every week that we go over and that we talk about and we discuss, you know, doing things right in the classroom, doing things right on the field. And I'm just trying to, to, to implement, you know, our values that Pope stands for every day. And it's just been, it's been great. You know, we've got 44 kids, about, you know, 15, 16, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, and just see these kids come together and mesh. And, um, you know, our 8th graders, they've been in the program for a couple of years, and there's been a lot of um, instability. So, you know, personally, I, I hope to to just kind of be that stable force here um, for as long as possible and, you know, build our middle school program so it is a seamless transition um, when they do start playing for Coach Steve and the high school coaches. And, yeah, just, you know, teaching them a lot of the same things that our high school folks do. Um, I share an office with Coach Montgomery, so we talk a lot of football, obviously, and um, just, you know, techniques and, and, and various um, things that we can teach our, our middle school kids. So just that, so they're that much further along um, when they do enter the high school program. And, um, yeah, just, just want them to be excited, want them to have as much fun as they possibly can with football, want them to be excited. I measure our success um, from a middle school perspective on the number of kids that come out next year. So every eighth grader we have, I want them playing freshman football next year. I want all of our seventh graders to be the leaders next year as eighth graders. You know, our younger sixth grade kids, um, you know, some are, are on the smaller side and, and trying to get as much experience as possible, but I want them to have a, a year of seasoning under their belt and come back as confident seventh graders next year. So it's just, you know, that process every year of, of kind of, you know, the, the, new, the new eighth graders stepping up and being the leaders and, you know, kind of pulling our young kids along and, and teaching them you know, the way we, we do things, and, and hopefully that will all lead to success down the road. So Awesome. Thursday nights, come out, watch this team perform. You can see the schedules when they're home, when they're on the road, and look for a fantastic time. Thank you, Coach. Now we're going to send it to Nina Halishell. Nina is going to be with our Director of Athletic Performance, Mondre G, who is in his second year here at Pope Prep. Nina, take it away. Thank you, Mr. Reynolds. I'm here now with Coach G. Coach G, can you tell me a little bit about your background before you came here to Pope Prep? Well, my background is pretty extensive. I've been coaching since I was 19 years old from Michigan State University, professional baseball in the minor leagues. Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Seattle, Seattle uh, Seahawks Super Bowl champions, Tennessee Titans, and now I'm here. So I bring a lot of experience to what we do here, and we are a total body, movement-based approach. Love to hear it. Now, I believe you want to have a little walk and talk going around. Show us a little bit about our athletic center down here. Sounds good. Well, if you kind of pan out, you can look around. Turn this way. <laughs> yeah. So what we have here, we have some platforms, we have trap bars, and males and female students utilize this facility. One thing I was big on when I came here, I wanted to make sure we started a program that wasn't just centralized around football. So basketball, soccer, and just starting a program for female athletes in the summer, we have that now. We also have a summer program for middle school football players. If you turn back around this way, you see we have we have dumbbells that we use. On the right side, we have kettlebells. And I can even walk you this way, come across the hall. This is a, another great selling point. So if I have students who aren't quite ready for, who aren't quite ready for machines, or excuse me, for free weight, we have machines over here made by hammer strength. And these are very safe, because everything we do is safe. And we can push and pull in a safe plane of movement and still get the most out of our athletes. We have battle rope, battling ropes, we have med balls that we use. There's not an empty space in our facility that we might use for males and also female athletes. So if you want to be held accountable, you want to be coached up, you want a sport-specific workout, come be coached up by us. Perfect. Thank you so much. And now, a word from our sponsors. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? 
Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you need to sell a home or buy a home, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee? Um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out he's competent he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Nina Havishel is going to be with our student athlete of the game Jackson Vonderhaar Jackson one catch 18 yards five tackles two for loss. Nina, take it away. I'm here with Jackson Bonderhar. Jackson, you've had a great start to the season. Tell me about the game on Friday. Um, it was a good game. We played a tough opponent, CPA, but I think that we gave it our all, and it's um, shown by the scoreboard. It was a close game, and I think it was good overall. We could have done better, but I think we tried our best. And can you talk a little bit about what it's like playing in the three phases of the game? They're on all sides. Uh, yeah, it's a little tough playing offense, defense, and special teams, but with the encouragement of your teammates and just the adrenaline you get from the game and the student section being so hype, it just pushes you to try your best every play. And, yeah. and do you think you could pick one as your favorite? Um, like offense and defense a lot, but I don't know. When you catch a ball on offense or score a touchdown, it's fun. When you get a sack or type for loss on defense, it's fun. So I'd say they're equal. Thank you. Thank you, Nina. Coach, Friday night, first road game of the year with the young football team. Talk a little bit about what this week is like and what Friday will be like for these kids. Yeah, so a little bit different uh, being on the road. Uh, you know, guys getting out of school a little bit early to, to get on the road and get down there with a little bit longer trip. But uh, what we do is we try to keep our, our timing the same, um, you know, as far as first group getting out on the field to warm up, second group, third group, and then eventually our whole team. Um, so we'll try to keep the timing the same, just try to, you know, keep consistency with that so we're not getting off track with, with all of that. Um, you know, we've been, on, we've been on the road. Some of these guys have been on the road, um, you know, previous years. They kind of understand the drill and, and uh, been on the road a couple times for our, our preseason scrimmages. So we have a little bit of feel for that. Um, the, the biggest thing is this is another region game. Um, you know, I think six out of the, the seven region teams make the playoffs. So uh, we got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to kind of put ourselves in position to, to be playing some football uh, you know, towards the end of the season. So, um, you know, a big game for us against against Webb and Bell Buckle, and 
Um, preparation has been has been good this week, and we need to see that translate onto the field on Friday. We're going to break down some plays in just a minute, but talk a little bit about what Webb, the threat that Webb poses to your team this week, and what we're going to see when we watch them play. Yeah, so they have uh, they have some playmakers just like just like every team that we see in our region. Um, we'll we'll see that here on film in a, in a few minutes. Um, you know they're they're going to be in a, in a kind of a, a two back offense and uh, try to run the ball, uh, spread the ball, and try to get some guys in space with some jet sweeps. And uh, defensively, they're they're a four four down front, four three, uh, four down linemen and, and three linebackers. Last week uh, we saw a, a three four. Um, so. You know, a little bit different uh, for our offensive linemen as far as, you know, uh, the blocking schemes and how that goes. Um, we saw that a little bit earlier in the season versus, versus East Nashville. So um, just transitioning from blocking one scheme to blocking sure. another scheme. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be ready to go and excited about Friday. Well, we've got a couple of plays. I'm going to step aside again and let Coach break down a couple of plays here for uh, what they're looking for Friday night. So this is a... Uh, this is Webb School out of Bell Buckle. Uh, this is their favorite formation that they run offensively. Uh, you know, our, our defensive staff calls this formation Deuce. Uh, we call it Deuce because of the two running backs that they have in, in the backfield here. Um, if you're looking at personnel, this would be a 20 personnel formation with two backs in the backfield and no tight ends. So, you know, they're still spread out here. Um, this is their playmaker, number 14 right here. They kind of moved him all over, the, all over the field. He'll be at receiver. He'll be at running back. He'll be at kind of a tight end type position. Um, one of their favorite formations is what we call ISO. Uh, so what they'll do is they'll block the line out, um, solo block this tackle, and they'll lead block uh, with one of their running backs onto the, the linebacker. That's why it's called ISO. He isolates on the linebacker right there. And you can see this is a successful play for them. You see that back leading up through. There's their playmaker getting the ball, and you know they got a missed tackle, and he's he's taking down the sideline for him. So, tackling is going to be big. That's something that we haven't been consistent with enough. Um, so we got to make sure that we're ready to play. Uh, defensively, uh, Webb is a we just talked about a four-three. Um, so this is kind of how they line up. This is a formation that we have in our offense. So when we're scouting, when we're scouting teams uh, offensively. Uh, looking at their defense, we want to look at how they lined up to, to formations similar to what we run. So this is a formation that we have in our offense. Um, again, 20 personnel here, or you could call it 11. You got a running back, a tight end, um, and then three split out receivers. So again, looking at the box numbers, we have now six guys in the box, five offensive linemen and a tight end, and they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So this is uh, this is a formation that. We're going to have to kind of spread out a little bit and, and see if we can get some space um, running uh, some, some pass plays. You see some, there's some open space here that actually are adding a guy to the box right here. Um, so that's some things that our offensive staff is going to need to look at uh, to see where we can spread the ball around. Um, they walk up some linebackers here, and uh, you can see, you know, uh, this team's trying to run the ball into a loaded box and, and not able to do that. So, you know, just like, just like everywhere else, we, we would need to uh, figure out the box count, figure out where the open space is, and, and see how we can attack accordingly. Awesome. Bell buckle on Friday night. If you can't make it, I'm sure in FHS, uh, check out our Twitter account as well. Uh, we update that pretty regularly during games. And Coach, good luck on Friday night. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football.
The Pope Rep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Boston Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.